I was posed the question of what is your why? Like, why do you do this? And I said, because I want to be selfish. And that's still true today. I am a very selfless person. I'm constantly putting others before myself. I will self-sacrifice sleep and I will do all the bad things we're taught not to do. And even though I say my why is to be selfish, it's because I'm not. I wanted to do this because I know that when I am selfish and I am honoring myself and I'm doing the things that make me healthy and great, I have a lot to give to the world. We are not taught to do that. We're actually told the word selfish is bad. Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. Welcome back to the Badass Reset Club. This is an exciting day. We have in our presence, a really dynamic woman. Her name is Steph Hilfer and Steph is the creative director and owner of Vim. And she's going to tell us all about what she does, what that means. But I want to tell you a little bit more about Steph. If you want to create something like out of thin air, Steph is your girl. She can visualize what doesn't yet exist. How cool is that? And bring it to life just like she did with Vim. With a background in psychology, Steph is a master at understanding people's relationships with brands. So while Steph may sometimes live in the clouds, surrounded by creative thoughts, she's grounded in solid business strategy that creates a competitive edge to all brands lucky enough to experience her Midas touch. That's a pretty epic way to walk into the room, Steph. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really super happy that you're here. And um, please do tell us, because people are probably like, what's Vim? Is that her last name? No, no, no. Tell us what Vim means. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. When it came to naming my business, I knew, and I and we're going to dive into this, but I knew what we did and who we are and what, what my business is. I was like, this is a huge, a huge task at hand. It has to be epic. I was like, I can't be a creative agency and be in this space and not have a killer name. So I put so much pressure on, on our business name. And, and VIM um, stands for Visual Intentional Integrated Marketing. Nice. But VIM is also a play on the English word VIM. Um, if you're like, well, I don't know that word. Let me, <laughs> let me rephrase it as VIM and Vigor. When I was a young girl, my elders would always say, oh my gosh, she's full of vim and vigor. And like the older, older generation like knows this word vim and it is an English word. It's spelt with one I um, and it means enthusiasm, high spirited energy, vitality. Um, and it was a word that was always in my world, 
and kind of felt normal to me. And when I went to name my business, I wanted something that was, of course, on brand. And I wanted something that had purpose and meaning. But I wanted to play in the big game that the the Venmos and the Wix and the Amazons and the Googles and the Pepsis ah. of the world are in. And I was like, if they, if Venmo can be Venmo and what is that? I can be Venmo. So <laughs> that is me. That is what it is and what we mean. I love that. And you know, like Vim and Vigor, like I never stopped to think about what that meant. I knew Vigor, but not, not the yeah. Vim part. Like, but, but I knew that phrase as a, you know, mm-hmm. a younger person, that's a really neat way to bring it to life. Love Thank that. You. So Thank you. like you coming from a psychology background, what was the shift to go into being a badass female entrepreneur? <laughs> well, when I was young, uh, so I grew up with, well, I grew up with one parent that has cognitive disorders. And now I have two parents with cognitive disorders. Um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, my mom had a brain injury. And so now I have two parents who are pretty cognitively challenged. Um, and so when I was a young girl, growing up, I never knew my dad with, without his injuries. And so I was always fascinated with understanding people, understanding how his brain works. And, uh, I, I knew when it came time to going to a college, I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't know what I want to do, but I know I have to pick something that's going to capture my attention for four years. And what better way to keep me engaged than the idea of knowing my dad better and understanding his brain and how he functions. So it truly really had a lot to do with my dad. I mean, like a hundred percent to do with my dad, but then come full circle, you know, branding and marketing and business and everything that we do in this world comes down to human to human connection. Mm -hmm. And so having that background and understanding, you know, not just individuals with psychological disorders, but just us as humans and how every, every brain is a little different comes to think and function has served me so beautifully. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of that long story of why psychology. Really well said. I have two things to say to that. I think that psych should be for all, um, people who go to college, who take college classes. I think psych should be mandatory that they have psychology and communications, especially like, so you and I could represent well, cause I'm the comms major, you're the psych major. Um, especially in today, like these kids coming up who think that they're communicating, but they're texting and, and it is a form of communication, but that's not like, that's not the art of being able to look someone in the eye and have a conversation. So yeah, yeah psych and comms, we need to keep going with that. Um, I 100% agree. Go into any fast food restaurant or any restaurant that employs our younger generation right now. Mm-hmm. And the it is clear as day that communication is not being taught. <laughs> They're too much on their phone. This face-to-face interaction with the kids, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just literally a lack of experience. So I a thousand percent agree with you. Yeah. It's kind of why like my kids hang up on me on the phone without saying goodbye. Cause they just don't even, they don't know that part. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Thank you for sharing that about your parents. That's, that's awfully challenging, but super respectful that that's, you know, was important to you to go and learn more, you know, to yeah. be supportive for your family, your dad at the yeah. time. Let's talk a little bit more than how did you get into branding from where you came from? What did that look yeah. like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, 
earliest days when I started having a branding brain was before I ever even got into the workforce. I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, and I had the blessing of having my parents encourage this entrepreneurial like spirit of mine. Uh, when I was 10 doing my lemonade stands or my car washes, you know, I never did them janky. Like I would have the full blown sign and it was like, oh yeah, it was, it was never just a pop-up like lemonade stand. It was the full meal deal. And then when I was 12, um, I got the babysitters club CD-ROM, totally aging myself here, (laughs) but I got the CD-ROM as a gift for Christmas. And in that CD-ROM, it taught me about marketing yourself and creating a brand. Um, I had my own business card. I had my own menu. I had a punch card that earned a free hour of babysitting when you get this many hours of babysitting. Um, I had the flyer with the tear off sheets with my parents' phone number that I could hang out around town. And back then it wasn't dangerous to do that. (laughs) And (laughs) it's so sad. Um, But I was totally that nerd who took it so seriously. Um, And that was the foundation for me. I, I didn't realize it until honestly, until probably a decade or so ago, how influential that was. Mm-hmm. But um, when I started my first real girl job, uh, I was blessed to have, I'll be honest, every single employer that I've ever had, I had the same experience with. Um, but maybe my first one was the catalyst for me to have the the confidence to even ask. But my first employer, um, I asked if I could make a menu, um, like a little newsletter. This was, you know, I don't want to age myself, but this was long enough ago that we didn't have e-newsletters that were super popular. We didn't have social oh. So I asked if I could put this, you know, menu that it was a hair salon, a menu that sat on the the waiting table where people were flipping through uh-huh. that talked about who we are and what our new makeup line was or what the trending hair styles were. And they were like, yeah, put it together. And from there, I got this marketing coordinator title and it just uh. really snowballed from employer to employer and me deepening my skills around marketing and branding and graphics and photography. Uh And that just snowballed into where we're at today with Vim and really just putting all of those pieces together in in branding, which is what we do now. Mm -hmm. I don't think when you said you were the nerd, I don't think that's nerdy at all. I mean, I see a movie in that. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) to think of a young girl giving an hour free, like that's out of the box kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you weren't making that much money. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was. And it was so like everyone or not everyone, but my age, like the babysitters club books and they came out with dolls and they started coming out with shows, you know, kids would just watch it because it was enjoyable. Um, I took it to that next level. Yeah. You you know, and and that's this weird Nate thing. I, I can't, I don't know where that come from, comes from. That's just me. But that taking things to the next level, that seeing things that doesn't exist and bringing uh-huh. them to life, uh-huh. like that's somewhere in me deep and I can't stop it. So it's just followed me everywhere. <laughs> Creative genius. I love that. Oh. Thank do you. you do you have um do you have like a mind that just keeps going with thoughts? Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. why the, you know, literally I, mean, I love 
I'm biased, but I love my bio because it's so authentic to me. Uh, my husband will sometimes be like, you're not paying attention. You're not present. Uh, you know, you're not here. And my head will be in the clouds. I will see a radio or hear a radio ad. I'll see a billboard. I'll, I'll look at someone's shirt and my head just starts spinning with what were they thinking? What are they trying to say to us? How could I do that differently? How could I apply that to this client? Um, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of annoying, but it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> would love to live in that space for a day. I a day. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> well, maybe longer, maybe longer, but I just, I, I'm not that creative. And so I, um, you know, like, I think that's really cool when I see people who have these inspirational traits, I want to adopt them. And I forget like, Oh girl, stay in your lane, work the, you know, the gifts that you have but I want to take on a little bit of everything. Cause to me, that looks so amazing. I want to see, you know, I want to try yeah. that too. <laughs> I just well, would like to I, see that's like to be so creative. Well, I think I always like to say this and I know that I just think it's important to say, whenever I hear someone say they're not creative, I like to share the story and mm. I'm not trying to push creativity on you, but I grew up with my younger brother who is a true artist. He does okay. digital art to this day. He does a lot of, he does some very popular bit, video game art. Um, he, when I was younger, he had a paintbrush of, of, you know, crayons, permanent markers, uh, construction paper, and he would literally create things out of thin air, tangible things. And, uh, for many years of my life, I looked to him as the creative one. And therefore, since he was the creative one, I just assumed no one ever said I wasn't, but I just assumed, well, he's the creative one. I'm not creative. Uh And it wasn't until I got my medium in my hands, my tools, the computer, Adobe Creative Suites, a camera, until I got that tool at my disposal, did my own creative side have a place to flourish? And so you, Heather, are incredibly creative. It's just in a different way. And I yeah, just think we're all creative beings and squat. we need to know that. <laughs> I get creative with my squat programming. <laughs> yes. No. And that is so, that is true. Like oh, how many people in fitness say, oh, you know, I don't mind working out, but I get bored. I get bored with the same, this, that, or not, whatnot. Yeah. That's why you exist. That's what you bring to the table is, is creativity. It's just, you have a different vehicle to get it into the world. And I, I just, am, it's important to me to make sure that listeners who maybe think they're not creative hear that even someone who now owns a creative agency thought that for half of her life. (laughs) Ah, that's wise. Okay. So (laughs) I, you know, like being a small business and being a solopreneur who now has, you know, like a very small group on her team, like, how do you know when you're ready for branding? How do you know when you're ready to take it to the next level? Yeah. You know, there are two different types of people who dive into like the full branding experience that we offer. And those are usually businesses who are established three to five or more years. They have revenue coming in and they've never invested in a reputation that mirrors the incredible product or service that they put out. Mm. Maybe they had a cousin who whipped out a logo for them, or, you know, maybe they went online to a stock photo place and pieced together a logo, but that was pretty much all that they used to represent their selves as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other type of people we work with are startups who recognize how powerful 
rolling into the market is with a solid brand. Okay. And I I can kind of dive in. I'm sure we'll get there on what a brand really is because let's talk about probably it. Cool. have some assumptions. Yeah, let's hear. Okay. <laughs> so as you know, most people start off and they think a brand is just a logo. They might think, oh, it's a logo and some colors. And if they've been taught anything or if they've read a, enough, a couple blogs, they'll be like, oh, I also need to have like some fonts. Most people stop there. And you know what all of that is? That is the visual. Mm-hmm. So that is part of your brand. I'm not saying that that's not important in your brand. The way you look to people, the logos, the branding elements, the designs, patterns, the photography and videography, colors, fonts, all of that is an aesthetic thing that's important for your brand. That's the visuals. And it is a thousand percent important. Because as humans, do you you know what we do? We eat with our eyes. We judge books by their cover. We're literally told not to, and we still do it. Yeah. And we make micro immediate judgments. Actually, we don't even do this. Our brain makes micro immediate judgments on people and businesses with within milliseconds of encountering them. And That is when we make decisions on whether or not we want to dive deeper into that food, into that book, into that brand. Yeah. And that's when the second piece comes into play. And that's the intentional. So we've got our visual and then we have our intentional. And the intentional piece is that part of the matter. The first thing I do with all of the clients and brands that we have the pleasure of working with is I explain to them that. Our full day discovery is about getting everything out of here, out of here. And if you're not watching, we've got out of your head, out (laughs) of your heart and out of your gut. Because how many of us as entrepreneurs are, are woken up in the middle of the night with these thoughts spinning, have these dreams on our heart and literally have this like huge idea sitting in our gut and that we never let out that intentional piece is what we bring out of people and we use that intentionality to influence our visuals. So we do that in messaging, personality, um, recognizing who we want to attract and who we want to repel. And how do we do that with language? Mm-hmm. Um, so branding is so much more than what we see, but we influence what we see with what we feel and how we want others to feel. Sure. Yes. Um, you know, when you were talking about your discovery day, like it's legit a day, right? Oh yeah. Yes. It's an eight hour day. Yeah. (laughs) Just give us like a snippet. Like what the heck is that? Like it's gotta be intense, right? It is. And, uh, you know, it's funny because my background is psychology. So I've had so many people say you should have got, you should have, um, become a psychologist. I knew I never wanted to do that. But these sessions, uh, these intensive actually really feel therapeutic. I've had people say that was very therapeutic and that was transformative. Um, And so what it looks like if we're virtual, it's a little, you know, tiresome because who wants to sit on screen all day? But we, we, 
we have fun. We use, we get some brain breaks, we get some food breaks in there because that's super important. But um, when we're in person, I definitely bring in a lot more movement because I think our brain, I know our brains function differently with different exercises and movement and sitting and standing and how we go through it. But we walk through several different exercises. And the very first exercise, so if you're listening to this and you want to kind of piece together what this day could look like by yourself without me, the very first exercise takes almost half the time, about half, if not like 90% of the time, exercise one takes up about four hours. And that is going through Simon Sinek's golden circle. If you're not familiar with it, not. Do yourself a favor, go watch the 18-minute TED Talk. You will, If you are an entrepreneur, this is the foundation for understanding where you need to go with branding. Watch the 18-minute TED Talk. The golden circle is three circles, one large, one medium, one in the center, right? Uh-huh. So think of a target. And the biggest circle, which is where we start, is understanding what it is we do. And I know that sounds really silly because it's like, well, of course a shoe store knows they sell shoes. Of course Heather knows she does fitness. But if we can't truly break down what it is we do and create clarity around how we deliver the answer of what we do, our consumers and people who are absorbing our brand are going to be confused. Mm-hmm. And confused people don't buy. So we start with what it is that you do. What do you offer? What is that? And then we dive in a little deeper and we talk about, well, how do you do it? How do you, Heather, do it differently than anyone else? doesn't have to be the only person who does it that way, but how can people start to understand who, what it is that Heather is offering and how I can expect it to feel? How can I expect her to show up? How can I expect I need to show up? How can I expect that I can trust her? How is it that she does what she does and really paint that picture? Mm-hmm. And then the deepest and hardest part of the golden circle is your why. Mm-hmm. Why, when you could be doing anything in this world, are you doing what you're doing? And we we really start with no agenda of what that exercise is being used for. It's all about being messy. I explained to my clients that when you're going through this exercise, it is about being messy. You do not try to tell me your why in this beautiful, eloquent sentence. No, tell me in a messy way. That's my job. I want you to have the freedom, getting stuff out of your head, heart, and gut. That's not going to be clean and pretty. That's going to be word vomits and (laughs) and how much more freeing does that feel to finally get all that out and not have the pressure of needing it to sound eloquent or perfect. That's, that's what I want people to know and expect. And that's what we do during that day. And like I said, that's just exercise number one, but I it's can't a good even one. imagine like, yeah, how cathartic that's got to be. And for people like whether it's in person or virtually to, to walk away from that and just like process mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's really super cool stuff. I like that Thank a lot. You. Yeah. Several clients will say, I need a nap. Like I've had about half of my, my clients afterwards text me and say, wow, I need a nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I totally get it. Your brain yeah. is working hard. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of energy. Yes, wow. Yeah. That is so amazing. I don't know. Um, I don't know that many businesses take that much time 
to get to know your why. No, they don't. Um, uh, literally everyone I've worked with um, who have worked with previous agencies, they've all said the same thing. Wow. No one's ever asked me these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying you can't get it done without it, but if you want an intentional, authentic brand that's led with purpose, and that is different and that helps people understand why you versus anyone else versus your competitors, this mm-hmm. is the work you need to do. Yep. It's freeing. It is authentic. It gives you the the permission slip to be yourself in a world where we look at everyone else doing something and we get imposter syndrome. We get nervous about doing things wrong or what if this will work? That eliminates all of that. All right. it, it It's so freeing. Yeah. I do something a little similar in my badass reset method. But to me, like what I see that as, and it is literally called the five whys. It doesn't take four hours, but I do expect them to work on it for a few days. But it's an anchor. Once mm-hmm. you get to that deepest level of like the cell, right? It's an anchor yeah. to hold on to for all of the highs and lows that are to come. Because mm-hmm. every journey that you set off on is going to be, you know, up and down, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. But to have that anchor, to have that vision of like for for me, most women come in and say, Well, I want to lose weight. Well, why? You know, right. and it's really more of like on a superficial level, we don't, we don't get to the why immediately. So I can relate to that very much and I love it. And I am going to put that into the show notes as well so that people can go back and all the entrepreneurs listening can go back and have a listen to that. I think it's exceptional. So, thank you. you know, there's like a sparkle to you and, and I get it. Like you really do have deep passion for this. Oh, thank you. I I truly do. It's been, it's this beautiful uh, culmination of important aspects of myself, even down to having parents with cognitive disorders and having to be a young daughter all her life and understanding that. Um, That mixed with just my career in in this marketing world and, and realizing that marketing is more than making things beautiful. It's about making things evoke emotion and evoke a behavior uh, having all that come together and I get to do this for numerous clients, not just be employed by one. It, it's truly, it's been a huge blessing. I get it. I love it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I definitely, um, I want people to go check out that. I will of course put all your information in there. I want them to check you out because I want them to be able to see what, if you're not watching the video, I want you to be able to see Steph and I want you to be able to see her work because it does stand out. And I appreciate that because I feel like we have so much coming at us, you know, as, um, as an entrepreneur, like your DMS are full of a lot of garbage, Mm -hmm. a lot. And, um, you know, no disrespect to those people. They're all trying to do their jobs too, but it's swarmy and it's not a, a real connection. And, um, I just don't know, I don't know how they get traction on their businesses by doing that, but it is refreshing to see somebody who puts out such good work. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And I know you don't hit up people with swarmy cold DMs. (laughs) I don't have time for swarmy work. I don't like it when it's done to me. Um, And I know that people can, this is the thing. uh, When I talked about the visual and the intentional, 
our brains actually broken up into different pieces of, you know, different hemispheres. And one part of our brain can really understand facts and figures. And, you know, we can look at the models and all their performance factors and all that. And that part of the brain is separate from the emotional part of the brain on how it feels, how it makes us happy or sad or comfortable or trustworthy. And the really fascinating thing is the part of the brain that actually makes decisions on whether or not you, you know, go right or left, buy the thing, don't buy the thing. It doesn't understand language. It has no language. It's all about feel, which is why, mm. you'll, and if you listen to the TED talk, you'll, I'll be, I'll be mirroring t- Simon, but that part of the brain, when we don't know why something doesn't feel right, all we can really say is like, well, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. You know? Mm. Um, so you can tell people all day long how you can make them a million dollars, you can make them lose weight, you can do all these factual things. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't tapping into their emotions, if they don't trust you, if it doesn't feel good, that decision part is going to struggle to even care about those facts and figures. Oh, yeah. Mm. Good stuff. It gets deep. Really <laughs> deep. <laughs> Okay, so when you and I first connected, um, you you have a fantastic podcast as well. Would you like to share that with everybody so they can check that out? Yes, I would love to. The Passion on Purpose podcast. Um, we feature leaders on center stage and experts on center stage, and sometimes my ramblings as well. <laughs> um, and it's but it's all geared around passion and purpose. So entrepreneurs, personal brands who are doing great things in the world with passion and intention, I want to highlight that. I do highlight that. I give uh, the stage to people to motivate our listeners to think, wow, well, if they can do it differently and if they can do it with that, how can I do that too? Um, And then our experts come on in, in the fashion to truly give value, have you walk away with tangible, action oriented oriented tips. Um, so there's, there's kind of a lot going on in the show, but you can find it with passion on purpose leaders on center stage. That'll be in the show notes too. But when we connected about your podcast, you, um, like you spoke my language right away when you're like, Hey, I started lifting. I love lifting. And I was like, Oh, awesome. This is, you know, this is like my ears just perked up. I got all excited when women take that on. I am like on cloud nine. So then I was asking Steph, you know, like what, tell me about what you love about fitness or tell me what it means to you. And she gave me such a good response. She told me that she was selfish about it. And I want to, um, I want you to talk about the analogy that you gave me Yeah, and explain what you mean and then dive into that. Yeah. Early on in my entrepreneurial journey, before I was even lifting, before I started down this fitness journey, uh, I was posed the question of what is your why? Like, why do you do this? Mm-hmm. And I was, it was real and raw. And I said, because I want to be selfish. And that's still true today. Um, I am a very selfless person. I'm constantly putting others before myself. I will self-sacrifice sleep and I will do all the bad things we're taught not to do. Um, And even though I say my why is to be selfish, it's because I'm not. And I needed, I wanted to do this because I know that when I am selfish and I am honoring myself 
and I'm doing the things that make me healthy and great, I have a lot to give to the world. And I, I, we are not taught to do that. We're actually told the word selfish is bad. I mean, it's, it's a negative word. And so when fitness came around after about three years of starting my business, Vim, um, cause it was last January, we're going to be celebrating five years in like a week. Um, so two, yep, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, last January, January, 2022, I started lifting and I immediately realized that I need to keep this up because I can't wake up early if I go to bed at 2 a.m. because I'm working midnight oil, burning the midnight oil and working on my client stuff. I realized that I need to start eating healthier and I need to start prioritizing what I put in my body because I can't show up at the gym and perform well or even like feel good. Like even just putting on those skinny like leggings. Oh God, when you're all bloated, like that never feels good. And so fitness has become this constant reminder that I'm doing this to prioritize all of the other selfish things that make me truly be healthy in me. Boom. I know it kind of sounds backwards. <laughs> that's a boom. That's that's a different take. But you know, it's it's kind of like you worked that backwards also. Like, yeah. I think that um I think that you're still so young to to figure that out. And I'm um, you know, we've talked about this before, but like as you get older and as you start to have hormonal changes and and whatnot, you're gonna be so thankful that you started this younger. I think I I mean I, I absolutely agree. And I hope I hope I keep it up. I hope that I mean, I have a lot of things in my vision that I know will help keep me keep it up. But I, I will say like just this last weekend, I spent a few days with my mom and she, especially since her brain injury, she has had a lot of physical and cognitive decline. Um, and I do really look to her and I think, wow, um, not just the aesthetic thing, um, of like how we look, right. It's such a, what's the word I want, but it's, it's such a, you know, vain thing to look at, but it is the easy thing, right? We talk about how important visuals are and we do that immediately. But then I have my mom, you know, trying to get out of the car. Um, and she just looks to me and she says, why am I so weak? Why am I so frail? You know? Um, and so to see that in someone that you have always looked up to and to love, it's also just this deeper reminder of, I get this one body I get this one brain, get this one set of lungs and hearts and all these things that have to function together. I better take care of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's probably also you getting that reminder of helping your parents that you need to step up and you need to be good to go to take care of them. And that you're going to want to be in good shape. But I think what happens is, you know, once you find the feeling of doing it consistently, then it becomes just part of that confidence and um, something that you crave. Yeah. Like you, you learn to, there are days for sure. There's days where you're like, yeah, I could do without go. But then you know that as soon as you get that dopamine hit and as soon as your blood starts pumping and and you know for sure by the time you're done, you're going to be so yes. thankful. And then you just feel better. And like I can't imagine doing a 
a, you know, running a business that you run and not having the strength and the energy and all of that that comes with, you know, your fitness. Yeah. And, and your nutrition. We kind of lump all that into fitness, but it's a big deal. And I'm proud of you for, for doing it. I know you work with a trainer and um, is your trainer a nice trainer or a strict trainer? She is a very flexible trainer. When ah. I first, I she is great because I think she really uh, is a chameleon. And I think she mirrors what her clients need. Very early on, she she asked me like, what's my style and what do I need? What am I hoping for? And I told her, I won't do well if you boot camp me. Mm-hmm. I was never meant for the military. Like it's not happening. If you are screaming at me, I just, I don't get motivated in that way. Um, and I also shared with her and we, I'll touch on it quick, quickly, but I started um, on top of so many other reasons. Uh, I was struggling with lower back pain. And so I told her, I said, these are my goals. I want to show up twice a week for, for at least this year. And I don't care if I lose a single ounce of weight. I don't care if I gain weight. I don't care about PRs. Um, I don't care about what I look like. I just want to show up twice a week with you. And my goal is I don't want to be, I don't want to feel like my lower back hurts all the time. I don't want to sit, stand and lay down and be in pain all the time. And within two months, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I almost want to knock on wood, but it's been so long now because now we're on like 18 months. But after two months, my lower back pain decreased. And then after like three or four months, it's gone and it's still gone. Good. Like it's just been life changing. So she, she's really great at honoring what I've, and I'm also really good at voicing what I want. I've been told all my life I'm picky. Um, I'm starting to realize, you know what? No, I just know what I want and I'm going to voice it. Um, so she, she's, she's amazing. She's flexible. She's motivating. She's, um, just a sweet, kind, caring, strong person. I love her. Fantastic. There was, um, there was something that I learned years and years ago and it was, um, how people respond. So we bring the psych into this, right. But how people respond to cueing. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was basically put someone in a plank and you had four different ways to coach them through that plank. And they hold, they had to hold that plank for a minute. So the poor person's holding, you know, essentially a four minute plank, but one of them was the boot camp, mm-hmm. was empathetic. Like you go through this list, but you, it really is a, a, a good coach that will honor who they're working with and what they respond to and how to best fill them up. Yeah. So I always think about that. I always think about that planking when I'm working with people to meet them where their needs are. And Mm -hmm. sometimes their needs are like, they just, they they need to take it easy. They need to chill. Like they are in a heightened state and um, exercise is only going to make it worse. And, and some people really do like that. Like, you know, punish me. I'm not the punisher. That was maybe years and years ago. Not as, you know, a 51 year old trainer who cares more about longevity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Sounds like you've got a good one. Okay. I know that your time is precious and I want to scoot you out, but I am really excited because I bought a ticket for a one day live speaking event in January and Steph's going to be speaking. It is the Pacific Northwest women's network. And the, the day is called live the speaking event. 
And um, I want to invite like anybody who might be local to the Pacific Northwest. So like if you're Oregon, Washington, um, Mm -hmm. Idaho, this is going to be a day full of some really incredible speakers. But Steph, will you tell us a little bit more about what you're going to talk about? And then I know that you have something super cool you want to share too. Yes, I am so honored to be one of the four speakers. We have four speakers and we have two hype women who are going to be joining us presenting to a, a jam-packed room. The event was sold out last year. We're doubling capacity from last year. Um, the the founder of the Pacific Northwest Women's Network, Mandy, she's the most beautiful soul and she curates women who are badasses, motivated entrepreneurial spirited women. And she created, and I'm slightly biased, but she curated this beautiful lineup of speakers. And I'm just honored to be on the stage with with everyone. And um, I will, of course, be talking about branding. We will be talking about introspective branding. So looking within and really pulling that out. So I'll be talking about that. We have um, the speakers are listed. So if you go onto the website, which I'm sure you can help me put that in the show notes too. Well. Um, their topics are listed, but um, it's a full day. And not only the speakers are going to be dynamic and amazing, but think about being in the room with that, that type of vim and vigor. <laughs> like think about being in the room with that spirit and that enthusiasm and the rallying cry of sisterhood. And I know that's such a like trending word or whatever, but just being in that room, I know alone is going to be motivational. And so I wanted to make sure that at for sure that people in my community get a chance to come. So I am actually going to be giving away, gifting one VIP ticket. Um, plus, That's huge. It's, it's, the ticket alone is $350 value. Plus I'm going to be creating um, a self-discovery. I have a self-discovery experience for the winner of this as well. That's a little different than what we ever offer. And it's just more time with me, more time with yourself and diving deep. Um, and kind of the catalyst of that is coming to that live event. So, um, yes, I'm really excited and honored to be there and I can't wait to find out who wins and gets to join for sure. Yes. It's January 27th, 2024. Sounds weird to be saying that already, but it'll be here before we know it. Mm -hmm. And, um, do look for the links. I'm going to provide every place that we can find you. And, um, and I'm, I'm just really excited for my audience who is just a diverse group. So I've got, you know, the entrepreneur women and I've got fitness junkies and I've got people who are going through hormonal changes that just need help. Like it's all over the board, but, um, people will love to learn more about you. So thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all those things. You'll find a million references in the show notes to go look for, And make sure to um, check Steph out. And Steph, thanks so much for being here today. We'll see you next time on the Badass Reset Club. Well, there you have it. One step closer to feeling strong, confident, and inspired to take care of you again. And you know what's even more badass? Sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at Coach Heather Yancey so I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the Badass Reset Club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? 
I'll see you over there and go get them.